It's time for To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington, a power hour of all things Southern Miss. For questions or comments, call 601-261-0898 or pound 981 for C Spire customers. Now we go live to the studio with Jamie. What's going on? What's happening? How you doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. I am your host, Jamie Arrington, broadcasting from the Eagle Broadcasting Studios, the Mississippi Power Studios, right here in beautiful Hattiesburg, Mississippi. If you've never listened to this show before, or if you have, take solace in knowing I'm here every week to give you a break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda out there on main on all of the mainstream sports media outlets and talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I've got a great show lined up for you tonight. Got a, got an incredible great guest. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Um, a couple of ways to listen. You can listen to the show every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. in in the Hattiesburg area on WFOR the Score 1400 AM and on WMXI News Radio 98.1. Also, this show is streaming on WMXI.com as well as the WMXI radio mobile app. A couple of hours after the show airs, I'll have it up on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. So go check us out on those. Go check out all the previous episodes. Check out the archives. Subscribe. Give us a rating. Show us some love. Or not. Just tell me what you think. <laughs> but go check them out. we got some great episodes out there for you. Last week's episode was the most... Listen to episode as far as the streaming options goes. Um, no other episodes have been even close. And I think a big part of that was the special guest we had last week, Fake Jay Hobson, who will be making an appearance later on tonight. So stay tuned for that. This past week, the Golden Eagles took on North Texas in Texas. Um, you know, more of the same. <laughs> more of the same this past week. You know, the Eagles showed back up with the all-white unis, which I think they look great. They haven't been obviously been very lucky. We're 0-2 wearing these uniforms, but they had on the matte black helmets with the uh, Southern Miss logo that we used to wear with a single stripe. I thought they looked pretty sharp. Keon Howard got the start at quarterback. Apparently, Nick Mullins is still suffering from what we – we haven't officially been told that it's a concussion, but we all – no, it's a concussion. Hasn't been cleared yet. Hopefully will be cleared this week so he can play. Um, game started. UNT gets the ball right out of the gate. Devonta Foster gets an interception on North Texas' first position. And you're thinking, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe we're starting to get it back. Next thing you know, we're down 0-17 to, uh, to 17 after the first quarter. You know, we battled back a little bit at halftime. It was 20-7. to 7, And then we got up. We had the lead 23-20 to 20 in the fourth quarter. But uh, North Texas comes right back, gets a touchdown. They pin us deep. We give up a safety just to try to get the ball back, get us a little space to punt so they didn't get a touchdown, and uh, we aren't able to get it done. So, you know, Eagles fall to 5-6 and six on the season. Unfortunately, still one game away from bowl eligibility. Maybe that'll come this week. But there are a lot of emotions out there right now, a lot of raw emotions with the players and coaching staff as well as the fans. If you do any kind of a search on social media, any of the message boards, you can see how irate the fans are because the expectations, while, you know, I think it was expected that we would compete for a conference championship, 
you know, and it was expected that we'd return to bowl season. This was not necessarily expected. Even even as a worst case scenario, um, the games we've lost so far have not been expected, and and there's not really an answer for it. I have my opinions. I'm sure all of you have your opinions. I'm a little worried that there may be a disconnect between the players and staff. I'll say it. There's something that's just not right, and I can't put my finger on it. Nobody's talking about it. But if you look at the body language on the sidelines, when you you know when the when the camera pans over, um, it, it's it's tough to argue that there's not something going on internally that we don't know about. Hopefully, they can get it together this week. I uh, got a big game coming up this Friday against Louisiana Tech. Tech, the last stand, the last chance, you know, the last chance at uh, a bowl for these seniors. So hopefully, we can pull it out. All right, coming up on the show today, I've got a great guest. You know, I wanted to get somebody who had, uh, you know, played in a blackout game, which all players have. But this guy made one of the most incredible plays in Southern Miss history during a blackout game back in 2008. I'm talking about former Southern Miss wide receiver DeAndre Brown. I've got him coming up after this next break. Also, like I said before, we had a big uh Big treat last week with the fake fake Jay Hobson interview. I was just goofing off playing around. You guys enjoyed it. We're going to have him back on again today. So stick around for that. We're going to have a lot of fun today, regardless of the somber mood that is permeating through Golden Eagle Nation. <laughs> I'm focused, so I'm focused and motivated. I'll be out there Friday. You guys come out Friday. I, I might have some extra tickets. So if you need some tickets, hit me up. You come out, support these seniors, have a good time. Come back right back to us with more Toot the Top Talk after the break right here on 1400 AM The Score and WMXI News Radio 98.1. Welcome back to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. As promised, I have got a great interview coming up for you guys. Uh, He's one of the most highly touted prospects in Southern Miss history. One of the most gifted athletes I've ever seen in a Golden Eagle uniform. So without any further ado, please welcome my guest today, DeAndre Brown. we got a very special guest today, former Southern Miss wide receiver DeAndre Brown. How you doing, DeAndre? I'm good. How about you? Doing good, man. It's a great day to be a Golden Eagle, I guess, so to speak. Um, always, always. <laughs> always. Yeah, I like that. Well, uh, how did you get interested in the game of football? Uh, I grew up with it in my family. Uh, all my older cousins played. I was one of the younger kids uh, to come around and, you know, just kind of grow up watching them and being around them. I kind of kind of got a knack for it. And I was always big for, you know, for my age, so it kind of, it kind of was kind of, I say, destined for me to play football. I guess you played your high school ball at Ocean Springs High School. At what point did you realize that you were going to have a shot to play college football? I think I realized it really would have to be my freshman year during spring training. I had uh, my teammate Richard Dixon was getting heavily recruited at the time by LSU and a bunch of schools, and I remember Oklahoma coming down. And I remember them coming in and saying if I if I stuck to it that I'd probably be one of the top players in the nation coming out in two thousand eight. And, you know, I kinda just shoved it off, but you know, as as my high school career progressed I kinda see 
how how much attention I got very quick. And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'd like to meet that guy again and say, yeah, you told me so. <laughs> Well, you you were one of the most highly touted prospects in Mississippi history. I mean, the most sought-after recruit in the state that year, obviously. So what was the recruiting process like for you? Uh, it was crazy. Uh, every week I had a different head coach in my school, uh, Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, you know, Les Miles, uh, Philip Former. I mean, I had so many, you know, so many I was like, a lot of the kids at school, like, they were waiting to see who was coming in, like, it was a, you know, celebrity or something each week. So, it was, the recruiting process was crazy, you know, and, and a lot of the big schools, you know, they were on my back all the way till, right up to signing day. You came out, I, re- I remember, you know, you had all the national rankings and it seemed like all of them right there near the top, it was you, Julio Jones and AJ Green. Was there any kind of a rivalry with you guys or anything? Um, no, no rivalry. Um, I had the, I had the chance to meet Julio in the Mississippi Alabama game. Real humble guy. Um, and then again at the, uh, national, uh, scout combine with him and AJ and just watching those guys work and, you know, it's showing you what they put on the field. It just gives you motivation to keep trying to be one of the best up there with them. And that's how it was all through high school and college. You know, I just kept up with them and, you know, See what kind of stats I had. They had that weekend, or, or you know, before we played, and see see what I could do to cut, to try to batch it. You know, just kind of a private, a private, private little thing going on. What did it mean to you to get to play in the Army All American game? Uh, it it was the first time I had reached a football goal that I that that I that I had that I wanted to reach. I achieved it. Like I said earlier, I watched Richard Dixon, one of my former uh, high school teammates. Uh, he went through the, the whole process, and I just told myself that year that, you know, in two years that I would be in the same process. And, you know, once I got the call that I was getting my fifth star and that I was, you know, recruited to play in the Army All-American game, it was, you know, it's a weight off my shoulder and a big sigh of relief that, you know, I accomplished something that I really wanted to do and, the game in that week was, you know, one of the great experiences of my life. You kept your decision private until signing day. And crazy thing to me, I just thought about it. It's been nine years since you signed with Southern Miss, almost nine. We're a couple of months short yeah. of nine years, which is insane. And, you know, being a Southern Miss fan, uh, we were all extremely proud to see you put on the black and gold hat on ESPN. What what made you choose to come to Southern Miss? You know, late in my uh, recruitment, I had committed to LSU. It just didn't feel like they really wanted me after I uh, committed. Everybody was selling themselves. They didn't sell themselves how much they wanted me. It was crazy because I had talked to a dude in the store probably, you know, a couple months earlier, and he was like, what do you think about Southern Miss? Do they have a chance? And I was like, there's no chance I'm going to Southern Miss. It's all SEC over here. When um, Fredora came in, it's just the relationship I have with him, that relationship till this day. It's like, I mean, he was like my dad. It was just like, you know, he told me everything that he wanted me to do. I told him everything I wanted to do. And he said he can make it happen. And I told him I could definitely make it happen for him. And then we just kind of stuck together. You know, my mom really cared for him. And that was a big part of my decision. So, you know, why not stay close to home in Red Mississippi? What was it like playing for Larry Fedora? Uh, exciting. He's always pumped up. He's always pumped up. You know, a lot of people, I think a lot of people, uh, 
you know, you see cameras on sidelines and I, I used to hear things back in the day that, you know, me and him used to argue or it's just the way we talk to each other. He used to always be fired up. He used to always fire me up, you know. Five, I need to play from you or, you know, I, I need you to go out here and do something, you know, just the way he talked to me and be like, yeah, I got to go out here and make a big play for the big guy, you know. Well, you, it didn't take you long to see the field, uh, at, at USM and you, you know, the first couple of games, you started to find your stride and, and really make an impact. What was that freshman year at Southern Miss like for you? It seemed like every game is just, I grew an inch taller just by every play. I think, uh, me coming in and in, in the summer, I think a lot of, you know, people didn't really know what to expect from me. And once I got comfortable, all the way comfortable and, you know, the spread with Austin throwing me a ball, I mean, we just took off and ran with it. I don't think nobody in the conference could stop me that year. I had, uh, you know, I was totally confident in my game. I was totally confident in what we were doing. And after the Rice game, I just took it upon myself to lead by example, you know, not really say too much in the locker room and just kind of, because I was a young guy and just kind of just lead with my play. And, you know, it, it ended up uh, playing out well for me. You know, I was thinking back to probably if I had to pick one of my personal most favorite plays in Southern Miss history, that freshman year uh, against East Carolina, when you caught that 97-yard touchdown reception and took it to the house. And you burned – I can't remember the guy you burned, but it was somebody that did something. But uh, that play was, was really amazing. Tell us about uh, how that played out for you. The guy actually played, uh, scored that touchdown on Dakota Marshall. I played with him my first year in the arena football in the Knoxville, Tennessee. And um, just uh, execution. I mean, we ran that play with, with pride in practice uh, from the three-yard line. And Coach always said if we had the chance that we would take it. And once we got on that three-yard line, I could see him up in the booth licking his chops to draw the play up. And I just knew it was coming. So. Once my feet, you know, and I barely had to look up and Austin had slowed the ball perfectly, you know, where I could just catch and run a stride. And once I caught it, I just looked up into the video board and, you know, I could see all the black and gold and all my teammates and all black in the blackout game just going crazy. And that probably was the biggest play of my Southern Miss career. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And that's the, that's one of the, like I said, that's one of the biggest plays in Southern Miss history. I mean, that was a, a team that had, you know, we had, we'd had these streaks of winning seasons and you have a team that, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of rebuilding a little bit and you, you lose what five games straight and then you bounce back and win the last few to, to become bowl eligible. It was, bowl eligible. it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the icing on the cake for, for us. I think that play right there just kind of solidified our season and that, that we weren't going to give up and we weren't going to back down from nobody. Like, you know, our motto says, anyone, anywhere, at any time. Right after that game, you played in the New Orleans Bowl, of course, which is, you know, the game that really changed your life forever. Uh, what was the experience like uh, with the New Orleans Bowl? And I guess you, you got the, the full range of emotions in that game. Oh, man. Uh, pre, man pre-game, uh, I had wrote myself a little note, you know. I think I needed, like two catches to break the the single uh, catch uh, record. I need the touchdown, the tie, or, you know, to, to beat the record. And I needed 75 yards to beat the receiving record. So I was really high on emotions in that game because coming in, I knew what I had to do to, you know, to be to be at the Southern Miss top of the ranks already. And you know, as a freshman, and I uh, helped my team, you know, continue, continue to help Southern Miss continue that winning tradition. And, you know, 
first quarter, I felt good. You know, I got a first, that first catch and, you know, got the record, got the record out of the way for the catches. And, you know, I just knew me and Austin were going to be on just a special vibe that night. And all the way up to when he threw me the ball, that was going, um, where I broke my leg. I feel like I was going to have a touchdown. Unfortunately that, you know, I came down and seeing that my leg was broken that, um, you know, at that point, I thought my career was over. You know, I I, I immediately thought James Poulter, you know, Alabama. Yeah. And so I, it was it was kind of, you know, it was kind of devastating. But by the time the trainers got to me and, you know, put my leg in the splint, they let me, they reassured me that you know, I'd be back in no time. So, you know, that really took all the, all the big, the big scare out of me. I just knew once they picked me up on that, um, off the field that I had to, you know, attack rehab aggressively and get ready for the next year. What was the support like from the community, not just the Southern Miss and, and South Mississippi, but from around the country? Uh, I, it was amazing. I had athletes uh, hit me up who've done, you know, similar injuries. And uh, I had a guy from Georgia who played baseball, a couple other football players, just, you know, a ton of support, just not from, you know, the state of Mississippi, just from nationwide, just from people who was watching the game that might have seen me you know, go down with the injury. You know, it was pretty shocking. I got lots of fan mail, but, you know, the most the most that stood to me that helped me get back to, you know, to the promised land was, you know, Southern Miss Faithful. They they picked me up and, you know, carried me in spirit, I think, all the way until I got back to playing against uh, Central Florida. And, you know, without them, I don't know if I could have made it through that injury because there was a couple setbacks where I just – Mentally, I was I was I was tired. You know, physically, I was tired. I had been going through six, seven months of rehab, and you know, I just I broke down at one point. But everybody picked me back up. My teammates picked me back up, and you know, they got me rolling again. Well, I mean, I'm sure it was tough. You know, you you, you know, sophomore in college, you not quite able to do what you were able to do before. You're still kind of getting back in the mix. So I, I imagine having all that you know taken from you in just an instant. You know, that takes a toll on somebody. Right, right. Um, so you come into your sophomore year, you know, after that broke that ridiculous broken leg injury, you come back, you tough it out, come back to play, led the team in receiving yards and touchdown receptions. And at the end of that senior year, you had to go back to the scene of the injury. What was it like returning to the New Orleans Bowl the next year? Uh, it was it was it was speechless at first because I was like, Am I really going back to where, you know, all this was really taken away from me. And I think the beginning of that bowl week of practice, I kind of was sick just thinking about it. And then finally, you know, when we got down in New Orleans and, you know, we got with, I started getting the vibe of the city again. You know, everything just came back down. Just come out here and play football. As soon as we got on the field, I went to the spot where I broke my leg, you know, said a little prayer. And I didn't think too much after of it after uh, that. And, you know, just went out against Middle Tennessee and, you know, just gave it, just left it all on the line. You come back for your junior year, still uh, suffered from a lower leg strain that kind of uh, derailed half your season, but you still uh, toughed it out, tried to get out there on the field for the Golden Eagles. What was that junior season like for you? Junior season was real tough. I mean, on the field and off the field. Um, you know, there's some things that happened that I wasn't really a part of that uh, kind of, I don't know, I, I got to be the head of it somehow and, you know, and then on the field, of course, um, just the injuries, the injuries. I think I was so injury clouded that, uh, with my mind that I, I let, I let my emotions make a decision to leave in school early to pursue the draft. 
not knowing, you know, my football future with all the injuries and stuff. When really I should have just been the guy I've always been and, you know, toughed it out and, you know, made myself stronger after, you know, dealing with adversity or something like that. Well, you certainly left your mark on the school. I mean, even though you played two and a half seasons, when you graduated, you were second in receiving touchdowns, third in receiving yards, 2,207, and fifth in catches. So that's it's pretty remarkable in two and a half seasons to accomplish all of that. Yeah, you know, um, accomplishing all that, you know, is of course missing probably at least 10 games in my career. Um, you know, just accomplishing that in a short amount of time, it just makes me think of what I would have actually done if I would have just stayed there and, you know, just just hustled it out through the injuries and everything. And, I, you know, I have no doubt that I probably would have rewrote the record book. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, after your career at Southern Miss, uh, you got to pursue your dreams of playing professional football. Um, started off with the Philadelphia Eagles. Tell us a little bit about your time in Philly. Oh, my time in Philly was great. Growing up and you're watching somebody as electrifying as Michael Vick play football, and then in a blink of eye, he's your quarterback. You're running scout team with him. You're running uh, second string reps with the, you know, with the vets and everything. And, you know, by the end of my first two weeks of camp, I was, you know, starting to get comfortable with myself. I actually got to, you know, start riding with camp, to camp with him because I was performing well. It's another unfortunate injury, uh, a torn labrum that I had suffered in the combine that kind of hampered me through camp, which uh, led for me to be cut towards the end. Well, after uh, after that time, you, you've spent, you know, the past few years uh, playing indoor and arena football, the Knoxville Nighthawks and the New Orleans Voodoo. Tell us a, a little bit about your, your other times in professional football. Uh, as of right now, I just re-signed. I, I finished last year with the Green Bay uh, Blizzard of the Indoor Football League, played the last five games, and I just re-signed last week to play there again this year. So, you know, right now I'm just training. Trying to trying to get back to the old me and do the things that I used to do, you know, pre-injury. And I'm starting to, you know, feel good, body feeling good. Um, I'm strong, I'm healthy, I'm a lot older and wiser. And, you know, hopefully I can perform and, you know, maybe get a chance of going, you know, back to, the, you know, NFL or CFL or, you know, just a, something, you know, some just a chance to make it big before, you know, my my window closes. Well, we we certainly wish you the best of luck with all of that. Do you have any final words for the Southern Miss fans out there? Uh, always, it's just you know, it's always great to be a Southern Miss Golden Eagle. I appreciate the, all the support. I also want to shout out uh, the guys who helped me get to Southern Miss, which is of course Damian Fletcher, C.J. Bailey, uh, Tim Green, Martavius, uh, Martavius Young, Martez Smith. You know. Just letting them guys know I love you. Uh, Southern Miss faithful, I love you. I'll always be back and go to the day I die. <laughs> you always have an eagle and touchdown, Brown. DeAndre Brown, ladies and gentlemen. I'm now joining the studio by Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. What's up, man? Hey, man. What's happening? DeAndre, we've talked about him many times before, just, just sitting around the pool, sitting around the tailgate. One of the best athletes I've ever seen in person. Yeah, um, to this day, the the best player um, that's ever put on a football uniform uh, for the Golden Eagles, and you know, I know you and I have talked about it before, but I, he was literally unguardable on the field. Yeah. It would have it would have been hard for me if I was Austin Davis not to just you know call his number every single play. You know, and the the after the broken leg, he never really was the same. 
But it, you can only help but imagine, you know, what would it have been like had he not broken that leg? What would he have turned into? You know, he would have been that first-round pick right up there with A.J. Green and uh, Julio Jones. You know, it kind of reminds me, I mean, totally different scenarios, but, you know, Derek Nix was a guy that would have right. probably been a first, you know, if not first-round, second, definitely second-round pick at running back the year he came out. So uh, another unfortunate uh, – I guess that's just how the cards cards fall. I don't know how to how to how to say this properly. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, both those guys they they might have fell short of where we thought that their uh, their pro career was going, um, but you know they'll live forever in Golden Eagle lore. Absolutely. Best of luck to DeAndre uh, as he returns to Green Bay, and hopefully, hey man, hope all your dreams come true. Appreciate you coming on the show. All right, let's talk about uh, some other things Southern Miss related. It was announced this week that Southern Miss running back Ito Smith is our nominee for the Connerly Trophy, which is annually given to who the media thinks is the best college football player in Mississippi. I, I, you know, I've been saying for a couple of weeks now I thought he would be the nominee, and he was. In the game this past weekend, Ito had 19 carries for 113 yards, two touchdowns. I believe he had about 63 yards to the air, maybe. I didn't write that down. But a uh, great game from Ito. Clearly uh, our nominee. And, you know, looking at the other nominees, I kind of feel like he should be one of the favorites. Right. I mean, I don't I, I don't follow all of Mississippi schools probably as closely as you do, but I do watch Southern Miss. And, and you talk about the game the other day, the 100 and what did you say, 113 yards that he had? Oh, yeah. I, I think 109 of those yards were just him making something out of nothing. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that, that's what he can do. You know, you can't tackle the guy in a phone booth uh, a lot like, you know, Damian Fletcher used to be. Yeah, this week we've got our final game of the regular season. Uh, Southern Miss Golden Eagles are five and six. They will be taking on the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, the Western Division champions, who are eight and three. That game is this Friday, November twenty fifth, at three o'clock p.m. The time was announced this week. It will be aired on ESPN News. Southern Miss leads the series all time, thirty two to fifteen. The last meeting last year on November twenty eighth, twenty fifteen, Southern Miss won fifty eight to twenty four. This is the blackout game. Wear your black, everybody. Show up in black. Don't wear anything else. Wear all black. All black all the time. Let's black out the rock. Also, Tori Bowie Day. Do you think we'll get to run into Tori this weekend? I don't know, but she would beat us if we ran anyway. Yeah, she's not gonna we're not gonna catch her, that's for <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, they had this on Twitter earlier, and I saw you uh, commented on this. Uh, the premium food item this weekend, a pulled pork parfait. It's basically it looks like it's in a Dairy Queen cup. Uh, it was pulled pork, beans, barbecue sauce. I think sour cream. Yeah, and I, I don't, I don't know a lot about about what makes a parfait. Is it is it simply the the vessel holding I, the ingredients? I think it's the layers. I think it's the layers of okay. stuff. Because you, you hit it head on. I mean, with, with the uh, looks like the the peanut buster parfait from uh, from Dairy Queen with, with a bunch of pulled pork and. <laughs> Hey, I'll give it a shot. It's Thanksgiving. Um, I'll try anything to get a win, honestly. Do, do we get those premium items in the end zone? If you're Jamie Arrington, you do. Yeah, no. Nah, well, evidently you don't. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, this weekend is Senior Day. And of course, we're going to talk uh, more about the seniors a little bit later on the show. Also, there's some great ticket deals going on. They've got $5 youth tickets, $5 student guest tickets, $10 upper deck tickets, and $25 to the top terrace tickets, not to be confused with to the top talk. So that's a great time. I don't know what you, you get to sit up at the top of the rock and just look down on everybody. I guess that's the big advantage of those. I think they have some food up there, some benches, stuff like that. 
We've got a great spot, all right? If you guys watch the game and you look in the end zone and you look at behind the goalpost and you see those first three rows uh, behind the goalpost to the right, you'll see us and you'll see the guy sitting behind us trying to see around us, always mad at us for standing up the whole game. So to me, those are the best seats in the house. What do you think? Right, yeah, especially when, um, when, when you know, it's on our end of the field right there. Uh, you know, I, I, I know they can hear us, too, because I know that I've yelled and they've turned around and looked at me. Which just encourages me to, you know, yell a little bit more. See, my wife doesn't think they can hear us. They, they can definitely hear us. And I think my brother has disrupted. I mean, my brother's always yelling "hut," and he's disrupted some some uh, snap counts before. Hut, hut. Yeah. So, if if they're on that side of the field, not a better seat in the house. So, I'm excited. If for nothing else, come out this Friday, support these seniors. These seniors have been through it. You know, it's hard to think of a senior class that's gone through more adversity besides the ones that have graduated maybe last year and this year. I mean, what they went through was absolutely ridiculous. The guys this year, you know, you got some seniors that came into that first year under Ellis. So they're they're sitting there. They recruited right after we won a conference championship, and they think it's going to be more than the same. Then the year after that, they come to a Southern Miss program that's 0-12. They still commit to the Eagles, commit to play for uh, Todd Monk, and they, they believe in the man, think he can come in and turn it around. So these guys are responsible for the resurrection of Southern Miss football, and I think they deserve a pack house. So you guys come out, support the Golden Eagles. We'll be right back with more To The Top Talk after the break. And fake Jay Hopson. Don't miss that. Welcome back to To The Top Talk. I'm Jamie Arrington, also in studio right now. My good friend, Southern Miss Black Ops, tailgate legend Jason Bailey. Now, last week was our most listened to episode. And a big part of it was a little bit we did called Fake Jay Hobson. Well, it wasn't called at the time, but that's what I'm calling it now, just to make it easier for you guys to keep up with. So, with that being said, I have another installment of Fake Jay Hobson. Enjoy. Coach, talk to us about the loss this past weekend to North Texas. Well, the bottom line is it's like deja vu all over again. You know what I'm saying? You know, every time I talk, you know, kind of feel like a worn-out record. You know, but, I, you know, I was proud of the team. You know, the effort was there. We, we just got to get back to work, you know, and, and we're just going to take this one game at a time. And But, you know, the reality is we got one game left, so we ain't got no choice to take it but one game at a time and, you know, we just got to go out there and compete and, and fight hard and, you know, prepare hard. And we just got to get better. Well, coach, the team started out four and one and are now sitting at five and six. What do you think has gone wrong with this team? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, if I knew that I'd be a millionaire, but the reality is my contract only calls for 500,000 a year. So it's going to take me at least two years to get to be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, at the end of the day, it's 11.59. And the reality is, when that clock hits 12, you got a brand new day. we got a brand new day right now. And, uh, you know, we're going to prepare hard, play hard, you know. we just got to go out there and compete. Uh, that's just what we got to do. Big game coming up this Friday against Louisiana Tech. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, you know, it it ain't over till it's over, you know. The reality is that'll come at the end of that day. 
you know, unless we can go out there and win. And we got a tough journey ahead, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, we don't count our poker chips to the end of the season. And uh, the bottom line is we don't have many poker chips left. We're going to have to go all in on this one, you know what I'm saying? Certainly we want to win and, you know, go out with a bang for these seniors. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what counts is what's on the scoreboard. Changing subjects this week. Uh, you know, Coach, you got Thanksgiving this Thursday. Do you have any big plans for the team? You know, with it being Thanksgiving and all, certainly you want to have a nice meal. But, uh, you know, the reality is I'm going to bring them in for that Thanksgiving meal and say, look here. Look. Look. I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, uh, Nick, Edo, Key, Coxie, chicken, tender, reality. You know what I'm saying? I got Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Nick, Edo, Key, Coxie. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Chicken, tender, chicken. You know what I'm saying? Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Nick, Edo, Key, Coxie. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Chicken, tender, chicken, tender. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Nick, Edo, Key, Coxie. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. Chicken, tender, chicken. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Coach. Best of luck this Friday against the Bulldogs. Thank you, Jamesy. That was fake Jay Hobson, you guys. Jay said, I'm going to have that song stuck in my head <laughs> from from <laughs> for the rest of the weekend. So good. So good. I wonder if he listens. I don't know if he listens or not, but uh, that'd be hilarious. So let's talk a little bit about the seniors real quick. Um, you think back, we talked about the 2012 signing class. You had guys like Will Freeman, you know, Brandon Farmer, Oliver Bates, DJ Thompson, CJ Perry, guys that weathered the storm when a lot of guys bailed after that season. You know what I'm saying? They came in, they thought they were going to come into a winning football team. They thought they were going to come in and play for the conference championship. And obviously, uh, it didn't work out with the coaches we had in place that year. Right, yeah. Well, you know, and that's that's what the, the message needs to be to the Golden Eagle faithful this week is that these guys are the reason that you're coming out to the Rock. Like, we're, we're all frustrated, you know, from the coaches to the players to fans like like you and I. But, you know, th- these, are the, these are the guys that were, that were coming out to uh, – they really just pay tribute to. And you mentioned Will Freeman. I mean, he just embodies what Southern Miss is all about. This guy, his senior year, he jumps and plays in an entirely different position, you know, on a different side of the field. So it is, is, as bad as, as I made it sound on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> after the game, um, you know, I'm just like everybody else. I've settled down a little bit, and I'm I'm not um, not completely over it. But I realize that I that I need to be there for the guys this weekend, and um, and they need me. And you know, also that next signing class that came in with Munkin, you know, Tyler Sarazen, Nick Mullins, Dylan Bradley, Jabori Poole, Cameron Tom, guys like that. They came in and and they were a big part of the resurrection process. And then you got others along the way: Denarius Antoine, Jacob Fleming, Devonta Foster, Elijah Parker. You know, you had guys that that came in and made this team what it was. But I want to tell you one more thing. You know, you got to have faith that the Golden Eagles are going to perform well. But uh, I was thinking back. To some of our every coach that's won a game the past nine years, every coach that's coming in and won a game, they had one game in their first season where everything seemed to click. Mm-hmm. You know, Larry Fedora, uh, we lost five straight. He comes back, defeats UAB seventy to fourteen. Everything kind of clicked. Todd Munkin, you know, lost eleven straight that year. I mean, twenty three if you count Ellis's. Right. And, and the guys come in and just light up UAB sixty two to twenty seven. I think the talent is there to compete with Louisiana Tech. 
You know, I don't know what's going on off the field, but, uh, you know, there's always a possibility that could happen. And, you know, we really haven't had a game this year where we've played above our potential, in my opinion. Well, hey, look, you know, I think you and I were making the uh, making the comparison earlier to, uh, you know, as if we were at, uh, you know, at, at the casino and we've been losing and losing and losing and losing and losing. And finally you get to that point where you say, you know what, 50 bucks. And you just leave it all out there. You know, it's you have nothing to lose at that point. That's kind of how our uh, that's kind of how I would look at it if I was a player. Oh, absolutely, guys, come right back to us. We'll be right back with more to the top talk right here on fourteen hundred AM The Score and News Radio ninety eight one FM in Hattiesburg. Back to shut it down right here on To The Top Talk. Special thanks to my guest today, DeAndre Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at TouchdownBrown5. You can follow us on Twitter at To The Top Talk. You can follow me at Jamie underscore Arrington. You can follow Jason here at Bumper J Bailey. We just got a nice little shout out from uh, Trevor Kirkley on Twitter there. Enjoying the show today. Also on Facebook, To The Top Talk, Jamie Arrington Comedy. Uh, the score 1400 and WMXI. My next comedy show is going to be Friday, December the 9th. It is Holiday Haha at the Thirsty Hippo. It's our annual uh, thanks, uh, Christmas show that we do. About 15 locals go up. $5 starts at 8 p.m. And then on Wednesday, December the 28th, 2016, we've got Mark Norman, one of the best up-and-coming comics. He filmed his Comedy Central Hour special on Friday night. He's one of my favorites. He's, it's going to be a, a, a great time. Uh, with Mark back in Hattiesburg. I'm sitting here with Jason Bailey. Jason, uh, I, got, we, I got a lot we didn't get to today, basketball, NFL, but I want to mention Jalen Richard real quick. Had a great game last night. Uh, three touchdowns for the Raiders as they defeated the Houston Texans. Three receptions, 50 yards, one receiving TD, and uh, John Gruden gave him Gruden grinder of the game or whatever, whatever that's supposed to mean. Right, yeah, he was uh, he was all over Twitter too and uh, still, still looking at it right now. Uh, seems like... You know, when he was a Southern Miss and he, and he sent out a tweet, I think he would get 30 or 40 likes, and he's with the Raiders, and he he gets 3,500 likes when, in 20 minutes. <laughs> right. He probably <laughs> and he probably had about six, 700 followers when he, when he uh, you know, for when, when I first, when I had my interview with him back in February and March. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's really exploded, and, and man, what a great story, and. I think we all knew that was that was going to happen. Raheem Nunez Rochez had a great game as well. He start he was starting for the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, Jamie Collins had a solid game. Tom Johnson as well. Uh, Chris Clark was starting uh, last night for the Texans. So pretty cool to see these Golden Eagles making their mark in the NFL. All right, so we got a little bit of time left this Friday, 3 p.m. Southern Miss versus Louisiana Tech. We're laying it all on the line. Are you focused? You motivated? You ready to go? I'm I'm looking forward to the uh, funky gold Medina. I'm looking forward to uh, Eagle Walk, and um, and heck, man, why not? Why not? You know, why in the world? You know, can it be us? We're 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 still due for that one game where everything clicks. Um, might as well. 
Might as well. Hopefully it happened. And if it doesn't, we'll be here to talk about it next week. If it does, we'll be here to talk about it, about it next week. <laughs> and hopefully we'll be making plans for New Orleans. Hope I'd love to see these seniors get one last bowl game on their way out. But it's all, man, you know, I'm leaving the negativity at home. I know I don't always do that. And I don't always, uh, <laughs> especially on Twitter uh, during games. But I'm leaving the negativity at home this week. I'm going all in on these seniors You guys should too, all right? Next week's show, we're going to do a recap of the Louisiana Tech game, kind of like we did with Marshall and Rice, so that'll be a lot of fun. Going to interview a lot of – come find me. Hopefully I'll run into you guys. We can talk a little Southern Miss. Um, Look for us on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Look up to the top talk. Subscribe. Give us a rating and whatnot. Thank you guys so much. Hope you enjoyed it. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.